Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Callie. And I'm Nate. If you are new to the show, welcome. We're new too. And if you're a longtime listener to Curiosity, welcome back. We're thrilled you are still curious about the world and excited to learn. Before we begin, I think maybe we should introduce ourselves. What do you think, Nate? I think that's a stellar idea, Callie. And if I may be so bold, I'd love to introduce you. (laughs) Me? Yep. You see, dear listener, Callie and I have known each other for nine years. More recently, we hosted the YouTube series, The King of Random, where we did a bunch of experiments together. We blew stuff up, we mixed stuff up, and everything in between. We learned something new every episode, just like this podcast. So I feel like I know Callie pretty well. Uh Uh-huh. When's my birthday, Nate? Uh, You know, the show's not about birthdays, Callie. It's about science. Time to introduce you. When this beyond brilliant superstar isn't acting, modeling, or totally crushing it on her Twitch gaming live streams, Callie is an innovative illustrator and sculptor. As a vocal advocate for women in science, tech, engineering, and math, Callie's passions live at the intersection of science and art, both used to help understand and explain the world around us. Wow, I definitely was not expecting that. Well done. Uh, Now it's my turn. Nate can come into a topic cold and, within minutes, understand it from top to bottom. He's crazy smart. With his love of science, learning, and getting his hands dirty, he is a builder of both sculptures and knowledge. With a passion and curiosity for how and why the world around him changes, Nate is perfect to help shed light on our dynamic planet and universe. Aw, I have to admit, that was nice to hear. Thank you. Okay, with intros out of the way, what do you say we get to the episode? Take it away, Nate! Today, you'll learn about a metallic object in space that might be worth 700 quintillion dollars, how genetically engineered pig hearts could save tons of human lives, and how bioluminescent waves are putting on trippy light shows in the world's oceans. Let's satisfy some curiosity, Nate. Here we go. Let's kick things off with a story about a gigantic pile of treasure blasting through space. What I'm talking about was discovered about 170 years ago and changed astronomy forever. Callie, shall I fire up the Curiosity time machine? <laughs> oh, that would be lovely. Thank you, Nate. Leep, bloop, boop, bloop, bleep, bleep. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Welcome to 1852. Cobblestone roads lined the majestic coastal town of Naples, Italy, and this is the home to an astronomer named Anibale de Gasparis. He works at the Naples Observatory, so on March 17, 1852, Anibale clocks in for another day at work. Since pizza was invented in Naples, I'm going to say he brought that for dinner, and he loved every single bite. So after polishing off a saucy slice or two, Anibale takes a seat behind the observatory's telescope. Now, at the time, this was the biggest and most advanced telescope in the world, and our good pal Anibale spots a gigantic object between Mars and Jupiter, about 200 million miles from Earth. This thing is the shape of a potato and has an average diameter of about 140 miles. In case you're wondering, that's the distance from Manhattan to Rhode Island, or about a two and a half hour drive. Wait, wait, wait. Callie, why are you talking about this faraway cosmic potato. Is it going to smash into Earth or something? Should I go underground? (laughs) Nah, there's no need to become a mole man. It isn't a threat to us, but it is huge. And it's the first time anyone has ever seen it. So Anibale names it after the Greek goddess Psyche. 
Today, that giant heavenly body is known as 16 Psyche and is classified as a minor planet. But don't let the word planet fool you. 16 Psyche is actually an asteroid and is one of the largest ever discovered in the asteroid belt. With all of the improvements in technology since Enable discovered the asteroid in 1852, scientists have uncovered 16 Psyche's hidden secrets. And one of those secrets is that 16 Psyche can make us all very, very rich. Mmm, show me the money, Callie. Oh, I will. But first, back into the curiosity time machine. To April 2017, we go. Heck of a machine we got. <laughs> it's amazing. Let me introduce you to the Mac Daddy of telescopes, the top dog, the big cheese, the Hubble Space Telescope. Scientists pointed Hubble at 16 Psyche to learn everything we could. With its abilities to measure how ultraviolet light interacts with the surface of asteroids, they were able to break down what 16 Psyche was made of. Oh, what are asteroids normally made of? Typically rocks and ice. So that's why everybody on the Hubble team was shocked at what they found. 16 Psyche appeared to be one solid hulking piece of gold, iron, and nickel. Okay, I think I understand what you're getting at, but give me a good analogy to help us understand what exactly this thing looks like. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, you know those globes of Earth from grade school that are cut in half to show you the crust, the mantle, and the core? Oh, yeah, totally. For some reason, they always reminded me of cake. <laughs> of course they did. Scientists believe 16 Psyche is the core of a planet that never fully formed. But instead of being a silver marble like ours, it's a metallic golden potato. Okay, yeah, I got it. So what about showing us the money? When do I get rich? I am glad you're sitting down. Because estimates from 2019 said the asteroid's metal was worth 700 quintillion dollars. And no, quintillion is not a fake number. That's 700 followed by another 18 zeros. If we divided that evenly among every human on Earth, we'd each get $88 billion. Ooh. I am going to buy so many cool things. I'm going to get a theme park. I'm going to get an island. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to get a theme park on an island. Okay, now before you max out your credit cards, Nate, you should know two important updates. First, we are decades away from being able to mine on an asteroid. And using new methods like Earth-based radar powerful telescope arrays, and computer modeling, 16 Psyche may not be as dense as previously thought. Most scientists agree that the question isn't if metal is present, but how much of the asteroid is metal. It may be more like a huge ball of steel wool with millions of tiny holes. Other folks think it's nothing more than a rocky rubble pile. Now, this may sound insulting to 16 Psyche, but in astronomy, a rubble pile is an asteroid made up of a bunch of parts versus being a single giant piece of material. Oh, so the cosmic potato might not be the payday I thought? <laughs> <sighs> Listen, don't get me wrong. It's still worth tons of cash, but it's much less than 700 quintillion smackaroos. But here's the really good news for nerds like you and me and our listeners. NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory are still very interested in what we can learn from 16 Psyche. They actually partnered with Arizona State University to put together a mission to explore this metallic giant. Launching later this year, the Psyche spacecraft is set to arrive at the asteroid in early 2026. Who knows? That discovery on an Italian spring night back in 1852 may be able to tell us how Earth itself was formed, give us a better picture of how our early solar system worked, or... 
could make us all filthy, stinking rich. We just won't know until the spacecraft gets there and its onboard instruments start doing their thing. So mark your calendars for four years from now. We'll revisit the saga of 16 Psyche in 2026. Stick around. Seriously, don't. Don't move an inch. For $88 billion, I won't even take a shower. Nate, please shower. Callie, $88 billion. No. Hey, Callie, if you could have the characteristic of one animal, what would it be? Oh, definitely the strength of a dung beetle. They can move up to 1,141 times their own body weight. That's like me being able to push 80 tons of stuff. I could join the Avengers. (laughs) Okay, wow. That was a really great answer. I think about dung beetles a lot. Don't don't ask. Uh, What about you, Nate? Easy. The heart of a pig. Aw, you'd be like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. But why a pig heart? Because it could save my life and the lives of thousands of people around the world. And that is precisely what this next story is about. Something incredible. A marvel of modern science. It's called, drumroll please, Xenotransplantation. Xeno the what and the what now? (laughs) Don't worry, we'll get there. From Mesopotamia to the Mayans, human-animal hybrids have captured the imagination of every civilization ever. They even show up in modern-day Western culture. Does the Little Mermaid ring a bell? Nate, I have red hair and I love swimming. I am Ariel. (laughs) Well, fair enough. Well, human-animal hybrids are no longer the stuff of science fiction. A recent revolution in medicine turned it into a reality for one man. Let me introduce you to David Bennett. In October of 2021, David had severe chest pains, fatigue, and shortness of breath. So he checked into the University of Maryland Medical Center. After ruling out COVID... They discovered his heart was failing, and he needed a new one as soon as possible. Unfortunately, David wasn't eligible for a typical transplant and appeared to be out of options. That is, until he met a brilliant researcher named Dr. Mohammed Mahiyadeen. You see, Dr. Mohammed is the head of a research team at the University of Maryland that experiments with keeping sick baboons alive using organs from pigs. This process of transplanting organs from one species to another is called xenotransplantation, Okay, I got it. Uh, Side note, that may be one of the coolest words I've ever heard. Xenotransplantation, commence. Commence we shall. You see, after all of Dr. Muhammad's successful animal trials, he and his team were ready to test a pig organ transplant on a human, and David seemed like the perfect fit. But as you can imagine, David was a bit hesitant. Would this even work? Well, Dr. Muhammad was nearly certain it would, and if it did, it would be as if David won the transplant lottery. So David agreed, and on December 31st, 2021, the Food and Drug Administration granted emergency authorization for the surgery. So my uncle had a kidney transplant, and I remember the doctors being concerned that his body would reject the new kidney, thinking it was some foreign object. That's got to be a concern here too, right? You're right on the money. Human-to-human organ transplants are already very tricky. But now we have two species to account for. Lucky for David, there was a company called Revivacor doing cutting-edge work to solve this very problem. In order to make the pig's heart more compatible with the human body, they used something called CRISPR-Cas9 technology. Wait, pigs, CRISPR. I can't be the only one thinking about bacon here, right? (laughs) Sorry, I, I digress. What the heck is CRISPR? It's revolutionary tech that can literally edit DNA, you know, the building blocks of life. Basically, it's kind of like a pair of molecular scissors that can snip the DNA at specific locations, 
allowing scientists to delete or add new bits of genetic info. CRISPR is wild. You should look it up. Anyway, Revivacor edited the pig's genetic code in 10 different spots to trick David's body into accepting the heart. Three genes were turned off that could have triggered an immune rejection in David. Six genes were added for molecular compatibility and to stop the blood from thickening. And one final gene was turned off to keep the pig from growing too large. You know, the heart has to fit inside David. So what happened? I'm on the edge of my seat here, Nate. On January 7th of this year, a surgeon performed a xenotransplant of the one-year-old pig heart into 57-year-old David. It was an eight-hour procedure and went super well. There were no signs of David's body rejecting the pig heart even a month after the surgery. His doctors said the new heart was cruising along like the engine of a Ferrari. He was able to spend time with his family, and he even watched the Super Bowl. But I have sad news, Callie. David unfortunately passed away on March 8th. They're not sure exactly why he died or if it was related to the transplant. Doctors are still investigating what happened. Wow. From the researchers to the surgeons to David's tremendous courage, this was an amazing story. And it gives hope to a lot of people. But man, what a bittersweet ending. Well, hang on. There's actually more to this story. Over 100,000 people are on organ transplant wait lists, and about 6,000 people die every year waiting for kidneys, hearts, or lungs. And sure, it's amazing that animals can help solve the shortage of donor organs, but it's also a bit concerning to know that there's a whole corporation out there just breeding pigs so we can harvest their body parts. That's a really good point, Nate. We live in a complex world. Hey everyone, I'm standing on a beach in Southern California! Callie, you gotta turn the music down. You're gonna become a clown? Fun! What? No, turn the music down. Oh! Are you, are you at a concert? <laughs> Kinda. The music is coming from my Bluetooth speaker, but I'm watching an incredible light show in the middle of the night. And these lights are like nothing you've ever seen before. It's a stunning, sparkling, neon turquoise display that happens pretty much every year up and down the coast of Southern California. The artist putting on the show is Mother Nature. Her stage is the Pacific Ocean, and the tickets are free. The light I'm talking about comes from something called bioluminescent waves, and they are easily one of the coolest things I have ever seen. That means a lot coming from you. You're obsessed with the ocean. <laughs> obsessed. Her depth, her mysteries, her characters. The ocean is like a romance novel that never ends. I joined that book club. So talk to us about these bioluminescent waves. What's going on here? The bluish green light I'm looking at comes from something called a red tide. Blue light, red tide. I'm already confused. I totally get it. Let me explain. It all starts with something called dinoflagellates. And no, that is not when a T-Rex passes gas. Dinoflagellates <laughs> are also known as phytoplankton or microalgae. They are single-celled marine organisms who have a little meet and greet out in the ocean to absorb sunlight for energy. Now, each of these individual dinoflagellates also contains a tiny red blob on the inside. So when millions of them bunch together, they actually appear to turn the water red. This is called a red tide and is a bloom of dinoflagellates that can last as long as several months. Okay, so the red dino blobs are hanging out on the ocean's surface, just bagging some rays. I got it. But how the heck do they turn neon blue? You gotta work with me, Callie. We're getting there, Nate. But before we do, you need to understand how the fluid dynamics of waves work. So the thing about tides is they move closer and closer to the shoreline. 
As waves approach the shore, they begin to slow down because of the friction of the shallow, sandy bottom. Now, this causes the top of the wave to fall, or collapse, creating the signature white part known as the breaker. This is the part of the wave that seems to chase surfers, and it turns white because the turbulence in the water is actually creating tons of tiny little bubbles that pop repeatedly. So at nighttime, this red tide gets caught up in these choppy breakers, and this churning motion awakens the single-cell marine life that makes up the red tide. This is where the show begins. Ooh, okay, yes. This is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) Dinoflagellates, the single-cell things with the red blob, are able to create their own light from a chemical reaction between oxygen and a photoprotein called luciferin. While that name might make you think of H-E double hockey sticks, it actually comes from the Latin word lucifer, which translates as light-bearing. This is one of the reasons why I love this job. We start talking about waves, next thing you know, we're getting a lesson in Latin. (laughs) That's right. And the light these dinoflagellates bear is that shimmering neon turquoise I was bragging about earlier. It is a breathtaking display of Mother Nature in action. And even though the water kind of looks radioactive, bioluminescent waves are not dangerous to humans or animals. You can swim in it. But before you jump in, you should know that some red tides release toxins that can be harmful to humans and ocean life. Which is why my friends in Florida associate red tides with stanky dead fish. (laughs) Exactly. And since red tides show up in Florida, that means... So do bioluminescent waves. They appear up and down the East Coast, but this isn't just an American thing. From the shores of Japan to ports in Bali to lagoons in Jamaica, this truly is a global phenomenon. So there's a good chance that you, our lovely listeners, can see them one day too. But check local marine forecasts first, because these sparkling parties happen during different seasons all around the world. Now, if you'll excuse me, the show must go on. That woman is living her best life. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. NASA and researchers from Arizona State University are launching a spacecraft this year to go explore an asteroid named 16 Psyche that could be worth quintillions of dollars. People are buzzing about it. Then we covered how doctors successfully transplanted the heart of a genetically modified pig into a courageous man. It's called xenotransplantation and could be a game changer for the thousands of people on wait lists for organ donations. Finally, Callie took us on an oceanic light show on the coast of Southern California, where we learned about dinoflagellates and crazy cool bioluminescent waves. We also learned that Callie was a DJ in a past life. (laughs) Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 